There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Are you concerned with someone's alcohol or drug use? Addiction can wreak havoc in families, but there is help. And my guest today is Jerome Berry. He's the director of the Independence Center at Bryan Health. Welcome to the show, Jerome. Tell us a little bit about addiction. How do you recognize the signs? Well, um, the easiest way to recognize addictions is with the following definition. Does, does, the use, uh, does the use appear compulsive? Does it appear out of control? And here, the third one is the most important. Does the use persist despite negative consequences? So in other words, if something bad happens connected to my use of whatever the product is, whether it's alcohol, marijuana, prescription drugs, if a negative thing is connected to that use and yet the user continues to use and justify the use despite the negative consequences, that's when you begin to think about this might be an addiction. So then what do you do if there's the yelling and the screaming and the not talking and trying to get this person to recognize what they're doing? What do you do? Yeah, um, I love that topic because historically I think we've made a mistake in the way we've taught loved ones and the public uh, how to intervene on someone that they care about that might may or may not have a drug or alcohol problem. I think we've made a mistake because we've taught Basically, we've taught non-licensed people that don't have the credentials to diagnose a substance use disorder. Uh, We've taught them to gather around their loved one and tell them, uh, refer to them as alcoholic. I think you have an alcohol problem. And so they're diagnosing the problem, plus they're recommending treatment. So in days gone by, uh, substance use programs and providers would teach families to intervene on their loved one in that fashion. And it caused a lot of resentment, a lot of kicking and screaming and denial. And, and the individual would be uh, resentful of their, of their spouse or their, their children that were intervening upon them. So today we're taking a little different approach here at the Independence Center. We're encouraging family members and loved ones to uh, tell the person the honest truth, and which is, I don't know what's going on. I I don't know whether you have an alcohol problem. I don't know whether you have a drug problem. I don't know whether you have a mental health problem. I don't know whether you just have an attitude problem. But would you be willing to go to a professional and let them help us figure out what's going on? By doing that tactic, and I know that doesn't sound like a like a huge wower of a tactic, but it really changes the whole dynamics of the conversation because now you can express your love, you can express your concern, and you can stay out of the category of diagnosing and telling them they're alcoholic and telling them they need treatment, you can just say, I don't know what's going on, but let's go to a professional. And then what happens is that family and loved one lets us, lets the substance use professional be the bearer of the of the news that you have a diagnosis of alcoholism and you have a need for treatment in some level. It just tends to be more effective. We tend to get more people in the door for a drug and alcohol eval, which is the first step in the process anyway. It just the, the new intervention, that sort of softer, loving approach seems to be more effective. 
That's brilliant of you to come at it from that angle because it's true. The families gang up on the person, then they deny it. It causes all kinds of problems, and everybody's acting like a mental health professional in the situation. Correct. Yeah, it would be like my family gathering around me and saying, uh, Jerome, I think you, um, you have a slip disc and you uh, need a back fusion, and we think you need to go get it treated today. Well, they're not qualified to diagnose that. What they want to do is they want to get me in for an MRI or get me in for an X-ray uh, so we can diagnose the problem and let the professional tell me what treatment I need. And so it's sort of following that same tactic of uh, a, a softer, gentler, and actually a, a more honest approach because we really don't know what's going on with a loved one. We assume we know because we see them drinking. We see them using, so we... We put two and two together, and we think there's a connection there. And lots of times, quite frankly, we're right. But uh, I'd rather let you love them and let us be the bad guy. So what if you say to that person, will you see a counselor? Will you get some help? I've always heard down the line that them admitting a problem is the first biggest step. Is that still the case? What if the person says, I don't need any help? I'm just fine. Yeah, that is the, that once you get person into treatment, that is the goal, to get problem ownership, problem awareness, problem understanding. But what we're trying to do with the tactic I shared is we're not trying to get them into counseling. We're trying to get them evaluated and assessed. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's harder for an individual to refuse being assessed and evaluated. That's a harder one for them to say, no, I don't need that. Um, it's a little easier for them to say, no, I don't need counseling. I'm not going to, I don't have a problem. I'm not going to need counseling. So then we can back off and say, no, I'm not saying you need counseling. I'm saying, let's go find out what you do need and let's see what a professional says. What a wonderful way to put it. So tell us about some resources that are available at the Independence Center at Bryan Health. Um, we have a, a variety of levels of care depending on the need. So we'll use that drug and alcohol eval once we get the individual in for that assessment. We use that assessment to try to determine, number one, is there a substance use issue? Is, the, is there an, an active diagnosis? And then if there is, do they need detox? Do they need inpatient? Do they need an intensive level of outpatient where they come all day long? Do they need a lesser level of outpatient where they come three hours, three times a week? Do they need, need just individual counseling sessions? So we'll take each individual and look at that clinical picture that they present with and try to make our best guess. Where do we start? Do we start with outpatient, and then if they struggle, we bump it up to something more intensive? Lots of times that's real effective, too, because lots of addicts, uh, people with drug and alcohol problems, deny that they need treatment. They want to just try it on their own, and they like to convince themselves that they don't need, need much help to quit. So, so we can put them in a less intensive level of care and say, okay, great. If you, if you are able to quit with this less intensive level of, of help, more power to you, that's awesome, it's going to cost you less. Um, but then the agreement is established that, uh, George, if you struggle at that level of care, and if you're not able to stay, will you agree then to bump up to a higher level of care? So now you're, you're actually gaining some problem awareness as you go through that process. But you're absolutely correct, Melanie. Uh, problem ownership is, is our first and number one goal because if they come in the door and everybody else is telling them they have a problem and they're not yet seeing it, we're not going to get very far until they start checking it out themselves. 
So where do the friends and family and loved ones come in? You love somebody that's got an addiction issue. And at Brian Health in the Independence Center, what are you doing to get the family and friends involved? Or are they not involved until this person has taken ownership and is doing something about it? Well, f- first of all, they're always involved in the problem because uh, it's it's hard to be in a love relationship with a person with an alcohol or drug problem and not have been impacted. They they are being impacted by uh, the person's use. They le- learn to work around it. They learn to make excuses for it. So, so they're already involved. What we do is we try to um, take some family members that are tired. They're sick and tired of being involved. They just want the person to stop. We're trying to reconnect uh, with these families, with these loved ones, uh, sit down and have individual sessions with them. We have a family workshop with them to try to help them understand what's going on with their loved one. Uh, That's really important because if you're not an addict, if you've never been a smoker, if you've never had a food addiction, if you've never had an alcohol addiction, it is very difficult to understand an addict's behavior uh, because in your mind they should just quit. They should just love me enough to quit. If they cared for me more, they'd stop. So the perception uh, from the general public towards an addict is very different than what it feels like inside the addict. So we try to help that family come to some new empathy and new understanding of what it's like being an addict. Uh, And then we also empathize with their situation because they are definitely being impacted by it. And in just the last few minutes, it's such great information, Jerome, and I applaud all the great work that you do. Give your best advice for someone who loves someone who may be suffering from addiction of one substance or another and why they should come to Brian Independence Center for their care. Okay. I would simply do this. I would walk up to them in an in a, in a intimate moment and, and just say, I love you, I care about you, but I'm worried that something's going on. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, but I'd love if you would be willing to go with me and see a professional and have them help us figure out what's going on so we can so we can rebuild our relationship again so I can stop worrying about you again. Um, would you be willing to do that with me? That's harder for the individual to say no to and walk away mad than the old technique of intervening. So my suggestion is love them up. Don't diagnose them. Don't tell them they need treatment. Don't tell them they have an alcohol problem. Just love them up. What great information. Thank you so much. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And for more information, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.